A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. And when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you, You are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father God has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered them and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. So they said to him, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord This year, for only the second time in its history, there is a refugee team at the Tokyo Olympics. The team is comprised of athletes from many nations. A Syrian refugee, Yusra Mardini, carried the team flag in the opening ceremony. Six years ago, as Mardini made the journey across the Mediterranean with 20 other Syrian refugees, the engine of their flimsy boat died, leaving them stranded off the coast of Turkey. Mardini and her older sister got out, swam, and pushed the boat for hours, eventually making it to Greece without losing a single passenger. Mardini finished last, competing in the 100-meter butterfly, ending her 2020 Olympics. At the podium afterwards, though, she spoke of the importance of the powerful refugee team. Quote, In this team, every person continues to dream, even after losing a lot. They carry a message of hope to people that you can go through something really tough and still go forward. The children of Israel are refugees. We meet them in the wilderness. They're in a place of threshold, a kind of no-man's land. The night before they left Egypt, they marked the doorposts of their houses with blood the door through which they walked as they left their old life behind.
The division of the Red Sea, dividing one thing into two, is a symbolic enactment of transition. In the first phase, the individual withdraws from their previous identity and begins to prepare for their new one. In the second phase, the individual hovers in an in-between state between two fixed statuses, the one he or she has left and the one he or she is about to join. In the third phase, the individual is brought back into society, having achieved a new identity. God responds to the grumblings of the community in the wilderness with a counter-speech to Moses. God is going to make it rain. Israel knew rain as infrequent, but necessary for life. The metaphor, raining cats and dogs, likely comes from a similar-sounding Greek phrase, katadoxa, literally meaning contrary to belief. God vows not only to rain, but to rain bread from heaven. The children of Israel had never seen anything like this bread from heaven, so they called it manna. Manna is a Hebrew word which is roughly translated, Ooh, what is it? God gave the children of Israel manna every day so that they could learn that God was with them. We are continuing our reflection on this bread from heaven in the Gospel of John. It began with a banquet in the wilderness, a meal of abundance from the little they had, yet everyone ate their fill, and there were twelve baskets left over. The crowds, however, are hungry for more, so they are looking for Jesus. Jesus recognizes that they are seeking him only because they've eaten their fill. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus puts it this way, again, quoting the Exodus story, Humanity does not live on bread alone. There is another form of food, a deeper nourishment, a heavenly bread that human beings require in order to thrive. And Jesus has come, he says, in order to provide it. Matthew and Deuteronomy call this nourishment every word that comes from the mouth of God. John calls it the word that was with God and was God all the way back to the beginning. What sign can you give us, they ask, so we can trust you? How about something like the manna that our ancestors ate in the wilderness? Jesus has just yesterday performed an astounding sign. Indeed, the need for such supposed proof is insatiable. No matter how many wonders we may see, we'll always ask for one more. The key passage here is the Old Testament paraphrase, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus is suggesting an alternative reading of the Hebrew text 
in good rabbinic fashion, do not read, He, Moses, gave, but He, God, gives. John is using the Jewish tradition that the gift of the manna from heaven had ceased when Israel entered the Promised Land. Nevertheless, the Lord continued to nourish His people. He replaced the manna with a different bread from heaven, the law given by Moses. John writes in the prologue of the Gospel, From His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Jesus calls this deep nourishment the food that endures for eternal life. Eternal life is rather more complicated than something we get or go to when we die. Eternal life means a life of intimacy with God that transcends time altogether. In that sense, a timeless life of beauty and grace. All our regrets about the past and our fears about the future, when it comes down to it, are actually our fear of death. Nadia Bowles-Weber writes, So if fear and regret are the things that rob us of the present moment, then when Jesus speaks of eternal life, it isn't just about what happens when we die. Eternal life is life that is available now, and it's life that comes from knowing that death has finally been put in its place. Jesus identifies the bread of God with himself. I am the bread of life. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In that deepest descent into the world of flesh, suffering, and death, a new order of love, healing, and life is unfolding. At this Passover time, past promises are being kept. Our old identity will be broken open to include anyone who comes to him, anyone who believes.